Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Wellness Wednesday. I have got a big topic for you today. Toxic people and how to deal with them. In the entertainment industry, I'm sorry to say there is a lot of manipulative and toxic people, but there's also a lot of really great people. And let me tell you guys, I do not have on my podcast anyone that's toxic. And so there is a way to thrive with having this toxicity of people and manipulative people in the world. So let's talk about that today. Okay, shall we? So, oh my gosh, this is such a big topic, but I think that we can get through it. So I'm going to, I'm going to refer to an article that is titled removing toxic people from your life in nine steps, because we know, we know when somebody's toxic, we know when someone's manipulative, even if it's in a subtle way, it really affects our day. It affects our bandwidth, our energy. Oh my God. It just literally permeates your day. I know I have people in my life that are toxic, that are in my family, that I'm trying to like, I have to negotiate my way around when I see them. So listen, it's not your job to change them. And I know that that's part of this article, but that's one of the first things that I have to constantly tell myself, not my circus, not my monkeys. I believe, and I know that this is actually a scientific study, that if you are around people who are chronic complainers, manipulators, toxic, just those types of people are as bad for your health as smoking is. It's true. Look it up. It's very true. I think I've already said this in a Wellness Wednesday at some point. Chronic complainers, people who complain all the time. It's really frustrating to be around because you obviously can't change it because it's, it's, it's about them and you're just witnessing it. You're being around it. If you engage in it, then, which sometimes it's hard not to do, but when you engage in that kind of toxicity, it also is, you know, telling the other person, oh, it's okay. This person I can bitch to. So we're going to go through this article and these nine steps on how to remove toxic people from your life. Now, if they're in your family, it's very hard. The holidays are coming up. It's very hard to negotiate through that. But I'm going to give you some tips about what I do um, to help myself because I love these people. I love them, but I cannot be around them. I cannot engage in the toxic, manipulative BS, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Okay, so it is very hard to avoid toxic people sometimes. They sometimes appear like somewhat, like something else. Like like I know people who are... They, they have a public persona and then they have a private persona. Um, I think that's so toxic. It's so fake, but it's also so manipulative. And if you, if you are witness to both of it, that's also another, um, toxicity to be around. So anyway, so, so going back to this article, so these, there are practical steps on how to preserve yourself from the sort of damage that toxic people can Um, cause in your life. So number one, and I already said this, don't expect them to change. Firstly, and most importantly, moving past toxic relationships requires true acceptance of the fact that you can't force toxic people to change. Oh my God. It's so hard because especially if you're somebody like myself, who's constantly seeing the best in people, you can see if they just stop doing this, then they would be not toxic, but it's not up to you. It's so hard to sit back and be like, you know what? It's not up to me to change these people. I will support them if they change, but it's not up to me to change them. So they, especially the toxic people always constantly talk about how they can't change. 
um, or they really wish life was different. They wish that they had this and that, and they complain about, you know, but the truth is, is that everything starts with you and they are complaining about stuff that they're not changing and it's toxic to be around that. So it's hopeless to expect them to change or to hope for them to change or put any energy into wanting them to change. Toxic people are not motivated by what's good for them or for their relationship with you. They're motivated by their own complex problems and needs. And when you give up the desire to change them, it's much easier to let them go. Now, this is even people, you know, I've had roommates that I've been with that are toxic that literally it's like being around them. They could say nothing and you just fucking feel the energy of shit coming from their room when they step out of it. It's really hard, you guys, especially in New York City where you kind of have to have a roommate sometimes. It's really hard to be around that. But I'm telling you, meditation helps. Breathing through, literally not, it's not like not caring, but my husband says this all the time. He's like, you just have to care less. The people who are chronic complainers and toxic, you have to care less about what they're complaining about because it's not your circus, not your monkeys, not your job to change. And those people just want a bitch. They just want a bitch. But this is what you can do, okay? So don't expect them to change, but you can. This is number two. Establish and maintain boundaries. This is so huge, you guys. So, so huge for you to establish and maintain boundaries. Manipulative and toxic people drain your resources, your energy, as I like to say, by constantly pushing you to work harder to please them, making you compromise more and more. It's exhausting and transgresses all acceptable relationship boundaries. Boy, this is fucking true. I know. This is an explicit wellness Wednesday. Um, God, it's so true. They literally, it's like they manipulate and try to make you um, compromise and work hard to please them. It's so fucking toxic. They're such needy people. It's frustrating as fuck to be around these people, especially if they're in your family because you kind of have to be around them. There is something to be said for that. You... In your family, you can separate or distance yourself from somebody, but you cannot, for me, it takes a lot for me to um, completely separate myself and completely cut off a family member. There has to be something massively toxic and massively boundary boundary crosses. And I've gotten to that point, trust me, with some of my my family, extended family, I have gotten to that point and it's, it's very, very refreshing. It's sad, the whole situation can be sad. But the truth is, you guys, you have to think of yourself and your health. This is not about the other person. The other person is not a healthy person. They're manipulative and toxic. And your job is, again, number one, not to change them, but establish and maintain boundaries. So you have to give some serious thought to what you will tolerate and what you won't from partners, family members, colleagues, and friends. Now, in a work environment, that's going back to being uh, an artist, In a work environment, you sometimes have to be in the same room with someone who's toxic. I had to in 42nd Street. The person that I understudied was absolutely toxic to me. Toxic, manipulative. You know, there was so much that I didn't understand about what was happening. It was all just directed towards me. And I am the perfect person to like take it. I will take it on because I'm hypersensitive and I'm codependent and I want to figure out what the problem is. But sometimes people just hate you. Sometimes you're understudying somebody who just fucking hates you and it's not about you. Okay. But that's toxic. So toxic, right? But you have to figure out 
what you will tolerate. And when you get a sense that something's not right in your interactions with someone, run through your mental boundary checklist and enforce those boundaries deliberately and rigidly. So that is something that therapy will help. I did not understand um, my boundaries with this person I was understudying. I didn't understand my boundaries were being crossed. I didn't even really have that. Um, I wasn't really taught boundaries too much when I was a kid. You know, it's something that I had to go to therapy to learn. But I basically was like, no, this feels wrong. I will not tolerate this. And I'm going to tell them in a respectful and nice way. No, this isn't happening. And, you know, I wish I had done that, but I didn't know. So when you know better, you do better, right? So set boundaries, figure out what those are. Look up, you know, look up boundaries, look up articles about boundaries and what you, and you, and, and a lot of things that I would read, I would be nodding my head and being like, oh my God, yes. Oh my God. Yes. This is exactly what's happening to me and figure out when you change what you do, the dance changes between you and the other person. When you don't engage in complaining, when you don't listen, when you stop them in the middle of them talking to you about something that's going on with them and you say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm not going to listen to this conversation because I've heard you do this before and I really don't want to be a part of the conversation or a part of the complaining anymore. And if you say that to them, of course, they're going to blow up and be like, oh my God, but you are setting, that's setting a boundary and telling them, you know, if you're in a work environment and you have to do a scene with somebody or you have to be around them, do your work and then move on. Be nice about it. You can be like, hi, good morning, but you don't have to engage. You don't have to be their friend. You are a colleague of them, or of theirs. You are on set with them. You are in a show with them, but you do not have to be their friend, okay? There are many people that I've worked with that I am not their friend and that's okay. They're fine with it. I'm fine with it. We are not somebody that... that you know, we're, for some reason we did not become friends and that's fine. There are people who were toxic that I worked with that I had to unfriend because I realized the toxicity that was happening. This has happened throughout, throughout my career because I can, I can tend to be a doormat for some people because I'm nice and I was raised to be a nice person and all of that. I can, I I find that sometimes I am a target for people who want to complain and bitch But I'm now at the point in my, you know, it took me, you know, a while. I'm in my 40s and now I'm just like, nope, don't want to fucking hear it. I don't want to be around it. I don't want to hear it. I don't care. And it's not me being mean. It's me respecting myself and my health and not wanting to be around that type of person. If you are not happy in your life, don't complain to me. Fix it. I don't want to hear it. Right? (laughs) I know it sounds super cold, but that's kind of the stuff you got to do, you guys. I told you this was a big episode, right? I told you this was like a lot of information. So I feel like I'm talking very fast to try to get it all in. But we're on number three. Don't be pulled into crises. So toxic people often make it seem like they need you because they're always in a crisis, right? But the important thing to know is that these are crises of their own making. Basically, they're in a crisis because they have designed this life around them. And I believe in the law of attraction. I believe that the more you bitch, the more that bitching comes to you. And toxic people create drama deliberately in their life in order to attract more attention and engage in manipulation. So remember this the next time you're asked, you know, to run to their side. If they're like, I need you, all that stuff. They are literally feeding off of the drama 
And you might feel bad. Like I feel bad if I have somebody who's toxic in my family or in my life who's like, you know, like genuinely needs to talk to me about something. Um, But I have to remember that I'm not dealing with a genuine person who's in distress. So I have to go back to, I've been down this fucking road before with you. And what's going to happen is that you are in this place of like, oh, I'm going to be sweet and nice to you right now because I need something and I need you to feed my manipulative, toxic nature. But then you're going to blow up at me in like a week because you're pissed off because something isn't going your way. So just know that when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. That is a quote by Maya Angelou. It is fucking true. I swear to God, the only time in my life that it bites me in the ass is when I don't believe it. When I don't fundamentally take the person, you know, I always do like three encounters with the person because I feel like the one encounter, they could be having a bad day, blah, 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 blah. But when, when people show you who they are in, you know, in three separate meetings, when they, when you get a sense you know, I, I, I generally, I feel like I'm very um, intuitive with people's energy and the way that they are. I, I do it honestly, like the first time out of the gate, it's kind of hard for me not to then go, okay, here's this person. Every single time, every single time with every single person who has showed me shitty energy, toxic energy, manipulative, looking me up and down for no reason, bad fucking stank face for no reason, like just the shit that you deal with on a daily basis. Um, every single time, nobody, honestly, there's been very few people that all of a sudden I've been like, Oh yeah, they're not really like that. That's just how their face looks (laughs) or that's the energy they give off or they were having a bad day. I really can only count one person that I think, I think that that is true with, but everybody else, it's like, Oh my God, you absolutely were hit the nail on the head. This person is untrusting. They're manipulative. They're toxic. They're fake. They're all these things. And it's really sad. So don't be pulled into wanting to be there for them and be their, their person to talk to because, um, they're in crisis. They are in crisis. They're not a, they're not a genuine person dealing with crisis. Does that make sense? I hope so. That's a lot of talking. This is a lot of talking, you guys. (laughs) Okay. So breathe breathe. Number four, focus on the solution. So toxic people give you a lot, a a lot to be sad and angry about. But if you focus on this, you'll stay miserable and frustrated. Oh my God. Sometimes I start my day that way. If I'm around a toxic person, I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting so fucking frustrated. So even if you are exercising, um, such a person from your social circle, like it's, it's very hard to to cut off person who you you can see the best in them. You can see that they could be a good person if they just got rid of this toxic, manipulative, fucked up part of them. But know that that's, again, going back to number one, that's not your job to change them. And if they are not changing or if you've confronted them and been like, I don't like it when you talk to me like this, stop it. And they don't then you are the one who has to go, okay, I'm not going to tolerate this in my life anymore. I've told you numerous times. I'm going to go. I'm going to go now. I've had two friends that I've literally had to tell them that, like, if you don't stop doing this, I'm not going to be around anymore. And guess what? I didn't mean that much to them for them to change that toxicity. So they're gone from my life. And I don't feel bad about it at all. 
It's actually, it feels really good because I don't have to fucking be around it anymore. Um, five, own your difficulties and weaknesses. Okay, so when you're in a toxic relationship of any kind, family, colleagues, whatever, you'll notice that the other person tends to exploit your flaws and find ways to use them against you. Oh my God, it's so fucking true. So I'm reading this for the first time as I'm talking to you guys. But it's so true. I have somebody in my life right now who literally exploits my flaws and finds ways to use them against me. It's literally like picking me apart to the point where I'm just like, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. So, so now this article says, however, you can dramatically reduce the likelihood of this happening by simply getting to know yourself and learning to accept your weaknesses. Okay. I am not perfect. Nobody's perfect. I have a song that I wrote actually called Nobody's Perfect. I know this. I have to, this is work that I can do on myself that doesn't have to do with this other toxic person. I have to work on accepting my weaknesses and know that my perfectionist nature is going to be like, it's almost like this toxic person in my life is feeding into any flaw that I have because they know that that flaw drives me crazy about myself. But if I can accept my flaws, it won't drive me crazy anymore. And then, then I don't have to deal with that energy. Does that make sense? So that's going to, I'm giving myself a tip as I'm giving you guys tips. Um, so I have to balance those flaws against my strengths. I have to believe that I'm a good person. I know I'm a good person, you guys. I really do. All these toxic people that have attacked me in my life, Honestly, it's really sad to see, but I know I have to stand true to the fact that I'm a good person. I am committed to self-improvement always. I'm always committed to trying to find a better way and do what I can to find a way through what's happening. Um, I am a target. I've all, you know, I was, I was a kid who was bullied by toxic people because you know, I don't know. This is what my therapist said. I, I have a light about me and being in a, you know, this is a whole nother thing where I feel even weird saying it, but being an attractive woman, I'm a target for other women. Um, being talented or being in a position of power, like starring on Broadway, things like that, having success. I'm also a target of people, people's jealousy, people's envy, All of that toxicity has come to me in my life and in my career as an artist, and it is so painful, but also something that I have completely learned from, and I'm so happy that it happened to me because I can then transfer that to other people who are younger that um, I have done holistic health uh, coaching with, and I have said, that's not about you. That's about them. You are not doing anything. You need to make sure your side of the street is clean that you're not doing anything to provoke or, you know, you standing in your truth and you being a star on Broadway is not you doing anything to anyone else. You are being the best that you can be. And if somebody's pissed off at you and throwing you shit, that's about them. And, you know, it's really sad, but that's about them. And it is not your job to fix. And they are toxic, right? Understand, ooh, see, it's like I know what's coming. It's like I know what's coming next. Understand projection. That's exactly what's happening. People are projecting their shit onto you. So part of removing toxic people from your life involves reducing their power over your emotions. And that requires recognizing that they are 
that they're not really seeing you when they're hurting you. In truth, they're projecting onto you the parts of themselves that they don't want to acknowledge or accept so that they can pour all their suppressed self-hatred into attacking you. See their cruel behavior for what it is, a way of avoiding the truth about themselves. Fuck, that's so true. You guys, this is making me swear because I'm just like, holy shit, that's exactly right. That is exactly right. A lot of times, and I've been, you know what, I've been guilty in my early 20s of projecting shit onto other people. Of being like, she's not nice, she's this and that. And then being like, later on being like, no, that's not about her, that's about me. I'm pissed off because she got the part and I didn't. Or she's doing exactly what I want to be doing in my career and I'm just pissed. And I've, I've sat back and had some self-reflection. It's not, the truth is guys, it's not often that that's happened to me because I'm just not that kind of person who's constantly looking at other people. The only time that I've looked at people in the industry who I, I know that they're a bitch. I know that they've slept with someone for that part. I know they're an asshole to so many people. It's very hard to celebrate that person's success. That's very different. That's not me projecting. That's me like realizing that a shitty person is getting a good, good career or job or whatever. And that's just life. That's, you know, in any form, there's people who are assholes who they get the job, they get the promotion and you have to kind of breathe through it. Um, yeah. So that was a long explanation for that. Okay. So we're on number seven. No, they may resist. So toxic people often throw tantrums when they feel ignored. Oh my God, so true. This is usually because you're stopping them from being able to control or manipulate you. They may increase their previous tactics tenfold, but eventually they will back off and look elsewhere to meet their needs. So you have to, this is going to your boundaries. You have to hold true to your boundaries with these toxic people especially if they're in your family and you have to be around them. You have to hold true to what you will tolerate and what you won't. Don't give in to when their behavior escalates and instead remind yourself that you're teaching these people that their old behaviors will no longer work with you. Choose your battles carefully. So on a related note to that last one, make sure you choose your battles wisely. Conflict with toxic people requires huge amounts of energy and time. Just remember, you don't need to engage in every fight that they may try to instigate. Instead, save that energy for looking after yourself and for nourishing relationships that are genuinely healthy. So, with family, if you have to have someone in your life who's family who is toxic, you need to limit your your interaction with them. You need to, on a, on a, a need-to-know basis, must-hang-out basis, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up, Christmas, things like that, gatherings with the family, you know, it needs to be short and sweet. And it's not um, something that you are engaged in nor interested in. Okay. It's very hard. Sometimes it's hard if it's like, you know, a sibling, all of that, but it's something that you have to, you have to do it for your own health. You got to think of yourself first, surround yourself. So this is the last one. This is the ending on a good note. You guys, Surround yourself with healthy relationships. So finally, removing toxic people from your life can be deeply painful. And I know because I've done it and it is deeply painful. You kind of take it personally. You think, oh, this person can't change themselves to, to then be in a relationship with me. Like I don't mean that much to them for them to not be toxic. But no, 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 no. That's your 
way of seeing it they see it as what the fuck why can't I fucking like have a bitch fest about something like they they see they don't see their toxicity okay they don't see it so it's painful as you may deeply care for some of these people in spite of how difficult it is to have them in your life but to maintain your resilience and cope with any sadness stay in close contact with those who make you feel safe and cherished and happy these are the people who will model healthy friendships and relationships, reminding you exactly why you are choosing to sever toxic ones. Guys, the more time and energy you spend on the healthy, happy, good, easy friendships and relationships in your life, you guys, being friends and all of that shouldn't be so difficult. I've had, you know, some back and forth with my friends, but never has anything been It's not difficult to be friends with them because I feel safe. I feel cherished. I feel happy. I feel loved. I feel like there's communication. I feel like it's honest and true. And what they're telling me is exactly how they feel. It's not toxic. It's not manipulative. It's not this fucked up way of being. And that's not how relationships should be with your partner, with your family, with your colleagues in a work situation. You know, the entertainment industry is very small. Even though it's big, it's very small. And it is, it's interesting when you, when you hear about somebody, someone's reputation, they, they're really talented, but, you know, those people, you're always like, oh God, here it comes. You know, it's, it's something that you can work with these people, but you don't need to be friends with these people. They're not in your inner circle, okay? There's a reason why, why people like, you know, Judd Apatow or like, or, or the Coen brothers, or even Gary Marshall, when he was alive, God rest his soul. I love you. You awesome man. (laughs) But there's a reason why these people kept hiring the same people over and over and over again to use in their movies and their shows is because those people were not toxic. Those people were, were people who made them feel safe and cherished and happy. And you, that's what you need to hold on to. At the end of the day, those are the people that matter. Okay, those are the people you give your energy and time to everyone else as much as you can sever them out of your life or limit your time with them. That's what you can do. And then go to therapy and figure out how you can deal with the mental part of it. Um, You know, because we all we all make mistakes. We all get sucked back in all that stuff. But figure it out because it's your health, you guys. And like I said in the beginning, it's as toxic to your health as cigarette smoking. So think of it in that serious of a way, okay? And I hope you got a lot from this episode. This is a long episode, but I think it's worth it. It is such a wonderful feeling to let toxicity go out of your life. It's like taking a deep breath after a really great yoga class and meditation. So do that for yourselves, you guys. And I promise you it will permeate your whole entire life. It will permeate your career as well. Um, It will just make you a better person, artist, and that ripple effect will be sent out into the world. Okay, sending you love. And until next week, remember, bliss is your birthright.